Hello, it's Dana and... Maz, how's it going? How's your week been? Not bad, actually. So we're home. We are, unfortunately. It's still cold here. It's very cold here. Yeah, it's not Bath. It's not Windsor. It's not Burnham. It's not England. But it's also not Chicago O'Hare Airport. Yes. So there's that. Uh, I feel compelled to note that uh, if you were listening to this and wondering what the heck that creepy background sound is, that would be our dog chomping on a bone. So I hope you can't hear it. But if you can, welcome to our world. So this was a tough week, kind of, Dr. Mary. Yeah, yeah, it was. We've uh, got some interesting comments from people. I... um. I have a really hard time watching this particular video. I, it feels much closer to the surface to me than I expected it would. Yeah, it was it was it was tough when we we uh, made it, and it was even tougher, to, I think, to watch it again. Yeah, it's. Um... Well, what it is, it's interesting. It it shows. It, it really powerfully shows what happens to the, the people in your lives if you're the alcoholic or the addict. Um, that this this disease does affect families, and it, it it's uh, well, I can't say it's a good. It's a it's a it's a powerful um, representation of what that does to other people. Of course, what it did to you. I mean, that journal you kept was. Um, it's uh, probably what, maybe one of the things that help keep you going is actually just to write that down in the first place. And I think this help this is going to help other people if we uh, for what we're doing with your 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 side of this story. Yeah, I hope so. Um, yeah, I you know it's I don't even really have anything to say about it. Um, because it was so, it just was still so present for me when I read it. I, I mean, I didn't love writing it, but, you know, I basically, well, I just copied the journal. So it didn't feel like I was going through it when I put the blog post together. But it certainly all came flooding back when I read it out loud. Um and I, I think some of what hit me, I, I've watched it a couple of times this week. And it's interesting to me that where I fall apart is the Bush Fellowship. Um, so I've tried to try to think about if how tied to you being in the hospital and your alcoholism and the unknowns of this, how, how tied to all of that is my ongoing terrific disappointment at not having gotten that fellowship to have gotten so close and then not have gotten it. Um, so for people who don't know, who aren't from North Dakota, Minnesota or South Dakota, the Bush Foundation is a Minneapolis-based foundation, uh, St. Paul-based not attached to the beer, the beans, or the presidential family, attached to a man named Archibald Bush and his wife, 
uh, Archibald Bush was one of the co-founders of 3M. He and someone named something McKnight, Mr. McKnight, we'll say. So the Bush Foundation and the McKnight Foundation are two major organizations. And the Bush Foundation does um, 24 individual fellowships a year. So that year was the first year that I had ever made it through the first three rounds to the finalist. So I went from almost 700 applicants to 36 and they fund 24. Um, and, and probably some of what made reading that out loud so challenging is that in 2019, I was a finalist again and didn't get it again. So I, I just, I don't know. I don't know how much of my emotional response now is to to the Bush thing still or to where you were, where we were three years ago. They're really interwoven and intermingled for me. Um, and actually saying that out loud are probably why it was so really hard in 2019 not to get it again because I could kind of justify why I didn't get it in 2017. I was under such phenomenal stress. Um, I mean, you were still in rehab when I went down for the final interview. I was so sick that my friend Natalie had to drive me. I took DayQuil. Um, I hardly remember the day. I, it's kind of amazing I got through it because it's a really rigorous process. So it was easier in some ways to sort of say, well, of course I didn't get it in 2017. Look at the stress that I was under. I don't know. Well, well, it it was a stressful time for you too, and this is you know it's a it's an important thing to to, to show people too. I mean, you know, when you, when my next segment comes out, it's just it's mostly me in the hospital, but you were doing all this on, on the outside. This is what your life was, as well as dealing with me being in a hospital, and it. it I think it's a good message to people that, you know, their life goes on, but it's just so much harder. And it's not easy. Um, if, if you're going through this addiction process, and if you're, you know, you do identify yourself as suffering from this disease, you've got to remember it's, if you're in part of a family, they have to deal with things too. They have to deal with fallout in their own way. It's, and I think everyone should should think about that. There is two sides of this of, of everyone's story, and they're both difficult. And I think this is one of the things that this is doing is bringing those two things together. You know, that's why they have Al-Anon. It's an organisation of to help the significant others of people who suffer from the disease of addiction. So it, you know, they have their own support groups and they are available. I. I don't think that's a incredibly well-known fact, but if you didn't know that, then please look into it. It's it's there for, um, you know, it's completely free. It's it's a good support group if you need it. If you are you know, a couple trying to get through this right from the start. I feel, um, 
I had some moments this week of anger about this. Anger to sort of be back in it, back living through it again. Um, it's a very weird thing to go back into that journal um, because I'm a writer and I'm a pretty good writer. That journal is really um, honest and raw and um, vulnerable. Somebody came up to me this week and he squeezed my arm and he said, vulnerable, it's the only word I can think of. And um, that's not a quality that I display much of. So I think it's been surprising. It was surprising to me. I think it surprised other people. But that journal has stirred up some stuff in me. It hasn't replaced my gratitude. It hasn't replaced my... Um, enjoyment of where we are today, my appreciation, my um, pride in in what you've done, in what we've built, none of that. But wow, that was a fucked up time. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. And sorry, mother. And <laughs> um, Mother's actually, mine's not used to the swearing. Well, not from me. (laughs) I don't know. This week has been has been really um, emotional, and some of it, of course, is that I am jet lagged out of my gourd um, because we didn't get home till really late Monday night, and I'm not sleeping well, you know, and all those things. So I'm trying to keep all of that in, in mind, in place. Um, but I also think it's okay that I'm kind of irritated about it. I, I can have a place in my emotional and intellectual self to re-experience all of the negative that was three years ago, as well as all of the immense positive that is today. Um, but I don't quite know how to process it. I'm okay with it, but I, I don't quite know how to process it. And I don't know that you quite know how to process it. So I feel like we're not really talking about it, which is also kind of okay with me. I don't know. This is a kind of a messy podcast, I guess. But maybe that's part of it, is that um, everything that people are seeing today is real. You know, uh, social media gets criticized for painting this perfect picture because everybody gets to choose what they want to share. Obviously, we are a perfect example of that since... I have heard from hundreds of people how shocked they are that this was our reality since they knew us then and had no idea. Oh, good. The dog has found a second bone. Um, well, she's persistent. Bless yes. Her. Uh, so well, that's probably a quality she got from us. I'm right? sure it is. So I think it's everything you see today is real. 
our happiness, our joy, our playfulness, all of that is real. Um, but there is this underlying hearkening back to a different reality that I just hadn't really thought about that has surprised me this week. I think the only thing that really surprised, well, it wasn't really, it was a lovely um, indication that this is doing something positive is the feedback we've been getting. A lot of people saying that they had no idea and that it's incredible that we're doing it. In fact, one of um, my sponsor um, sent me a text saying he thought it was incredibly brave what I was doing you know, and said, well done. Um, so this isn't this isn't easy by any stretch of the imagination but I am very very glad that we're doing it um, it, it's t- it has been a, it's been a, it's been an interesting week it's been a joyful week it's been a fantastic week but it's also been a very um, remindful week of what you know three years ago what exact where we were and if you compare that to where we are now it's it's sad, it's tragic, it brings up memories, but it's also remind you, you've got to be remindful that, you know, if you're looking at this from someone starting out on this journey, you can, you can be fantastically happy and just remembering things and even remembering how bad it was so, you know, to help you not do it again and to make sure it doesn't happen again. I mean, there's no guarantees, but, you know, readdressing it like we're doing is 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 helpful it's ultimately a benefit and i hope this is a benefit to uh, anyone that listens to this as well yeah yeah so i have a friend who has a friend who is an a, a good acquaintance of mine of um and she just my friend called me today to tell me that um, the acquaintance went into the hospital last night and is basically exactly where you were three years ago. And she's devastated because she had no idea. And um, I'm I'm devastated because I, well, this person is not a particularly close friend of mine. He's an excellent human being and I am s- sad for him and sad for her because she is exactly where I was. Wow. It was a tough conversation today because what I wanted to be able to assure her of with 100% certainty is, look, get him through this phase. Here are some things that will be coming up that are going to be hard, but boy, get him through that and then it'll be fine. Look at us. We're fine. Um, but I can't say that with any certainty um, because what is it? 10% of people who go to treatment stay sober. Is that the statistic? It's one of the ones I've heard. I mean, you said it yourself that time you came, you came to visit um, and talk. Nobody knows about this yet. 
It's fine. It's fine. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, you, you were you were in a room with. Let's put it this way: you were just in a room with people who weren't. I was the only one going through this for the first time. Some of them were on their fourth and fifth trip through the rehab process. So, you know, it's a long, it's a long road. It's a tough road. I have been incredibly lucky so far that I just happily continue to move forward successfully day by day. And I know many, many people that do the same thing. I, I am in awe of the people I see every you know Fridays who come up when they say multiple years and you see someone getting their 35th um, sobriety anniversary chip or their 40th or, you know, even their 9th or their 10th or their 15th. And they just think, yes, all right, I'm new to this. I just got my third one. But that's what I can keep working towards one day at a time. And that's what someone starting out right now should think about. Yeah, they there's need to. One, they need to get to 24 hours and then a, a month and 24 hours. Or if you if you're in rehab for a couple of weeks, it's it's the same chip. It's 24 hours or any time shorter than 29 days. Then you get your one month one, and then monthly. And those those wonderful silly little coins just mean that you've accomplished something. I want to read you a section of something that. Um, a friend of mine wrote to me who I don't think she still is, but she was an ICU nurse um, at some point. And she said, I have to tell you, working in the ICU, I have experienced countless times caring for a patient and their family going through withdrawal. It's so tough. You can see the shock on families' faces, watching their loved ones become this stranger as they are overcome with withdrawal. I am so glad Maz was medicated through it. It always amazed me when family would be upset when we put someone into a medically induced coma for their safety. Family complain, would complain that we were over medicating and that the patient should just work through it. I think they thought that if the patient had to go through all that withdrawal, it would leave a lasting impression on them and make them want to quit. It actually made them want to just avoid getting help more, avoid that happening again. That, um, that has really stuck with me since she wrote to me um, because I never thought of it that way that the trauma of going through delirium tremors in some conscious form would be so bad that you would deliberately do what you could to not have to go through it again had you been conscious and experienced it. I mean, it it just gives more credence to the the point that I raised after this um, video post. How barbaric it is what we do to people by making them be awake for this. And gosh, you know what? Your medical bills were hundreds of thousands of dollars. So. I understand when you live in a society that does not insure everyone, not everybody has that option. But um, I've, I've only been through this experience once. My friend had, has seen it multiple times, having worked in the medical profession. And I just, that point really confirmed for me my mm, 
my instinct that we we've got to figure out a different system for how we help people go through this in some ways it's like you're punishing someone for having an addiction by thinking you can tough love them into sobriety and i'm here to tell you if you haven't seen this that is not tough love that's not what that is that is something that far far exceeds that and crosses into inhumanity so i appreciated her writing that can't really do a good podcast in silence dr mary do you have anything else you'd like to add well you know i'm not chewing anything so i'm that's true you're not chomping on a cow leg um oh i don't know i it's i it's hard for me to talk about this part of it because i was not present this is the part i don't know um well and i think it's really important we talk about it uh, I've listened to other people's but then I I actually feel bad because I can't I all I get out of that is thank god I was unaware of what was happening and it's heart-wrenching to to hear Dana's side of this because I don't have one I mean I just have to well I just have to think about what you you went through and you know you were there just something I will never forget. Yeah, I don't want to be melodramatic, but um you actually have no real idea. No, I because I I very deliberately skirted around some stuff and always have. I mean, you just there there are things that happened in that period that you will never know about because it doesn't serve any purpose. Um but yeah, th- this was this was the emotional this was kind of the the breaking low point of this journey so you know this at this point um 3 years ago this all happened on February 3rd February 2nd or 3rd um so i we were barely into this journey through and now we're 3 weeks into it now um so this is the emotional bottom in terms of just abject darkness but it's not really the bottom of this story because um you weren't awake you weren't present so the unknowns are enormous at this point 3 years ago because I just didn't know who was going to wake up. But if you're if you're following along and feeling like, "Oh, it's going to start to pick up." I'm no, sorry to there's, there's, I'm sorry to share with you. It doesn't pick up for a while. We've got a couple of things to discuss before it gets a little better. But please remember it does get better. And yes, it's important to listen to the whole story. the dark bits um before you can start seeing that there's a there's a journey that can be trodden yeah and it can be successful but it, it, 
the start of this journey is not pretty and it's not easy and it's not easy for anyone. Yeah, yeah, it's a long period of unknown. Um, and I think that's what made my conversation with my friend so hard today is that I couldn't say to her, if you can just do two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, then you'll be fine. I couldn't say that because our journey was in essence six weeks, which doesn't mean you came home and everything was perfect. Um, but I, there's just no predicting what somebody else's timeline is going to be or what their success rate's going to be or, um, you know, how they're going to respond to anything. So I guess my, my encouragement to anybody listening is try to just put today on your radar and do today because you don't have any idea what tomorrow will bring. Um, and so to, to plan for it or try to anticipate it, I think is pretty futile. And that's even true for us. We don't spend a lot of time planning the future hmm. in terms of, you know, saying, well, you'll never drink again. We just, today you didn't drink. I don't think you'll drink tomorrow. I don't think you'll drink in 10 years, but I don't plan yeah. for that. That's exactly that's that's what I, I don't know if that's what you have but that's what that's what works for us I mean like I said and like if you care if you if, if we've enticed you to carry on reading and listening it is different for everyone it is well you know they say on the it even says so on the coins one day at a time yeah hey let me just say this because I've had a number of people apologize to me for not being able to watch, read, listen, whatever, because they have been so closely associated with an alcoholic somewhere in their life. Um, nobody, nobody is obligated to take this journey with us. Uh, you don't owe it to us. You don't owe it to yourself even to follow this journey. If, if it's painful, if it doesn't resonate with you, if you don't need it, my gosh, 10 years ago, I wouldn't have followed this. I wouldn't have expected I would ever, ever need to find somebody who um, had an experience like this. So just because you know us and like us, uh, you don't owe it to us and you don't owe it to yourself to follow along. We really appreciate the people who are. We hope that it's serving people usefully. But if it doesn't serve you, my gosh, do not take the journey with us. I Nobody owes me an explanation for why they may or may not be following it. But if it does, in, if it does um, pique your interest in other ways, please pass all this on to someone that you think might find benefit even in it, even from the slightly more bleak parts. That's why we're doing this in the first place. Yeah. Um, so just before we wrap up, you've turned 50 since last time we talked. I have. Happy birthday. Thank you. My belly button birthday. One of my favorite things anybody has ever said in my presence is coming up, I guess in, you kind of reference it in your next blog post, 
but I reference it, I quote it specifically um, in my next blog post. So pay attention to the birthday comment because it's, it's really profound. Some very simple, seemingly insignificant things were said and done for us at the beginning and through this journey that kind of made all the difference. So if we're doing that for you, um, my uncomfortability with this week is worth it. And then I just want to thank everybody who has reached out. Yes, thank you all. Wow. Wow, thank you. It's been incredible. I wish I'd known three years ago that this many people were supporting us and caring about us. And it's not anybody's fault that I didn't know that because I didn't tell anybody. But it's been amazing. So thanks. And um, here's to keeping on, keeping on, Dr. Mary. Exactly. All right. We will see you next week with Dr. Mary's next installment. Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.